Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State, hosted by Joe Matthew and Reggie Blackwell. On this week's episode, we talk about the win against West Virginia and preview the Sunflower Showdown, where if K-State wins, they earn a spot in the Big 12 Championship game. But first, a message from our sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today. And make your first sports bets. Use promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code BLEAV50. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in K State, and I believe, Reggie. Do you believe? I believe, Joe. Hey, if you can't believe now, we're eight and three. We're on the cusp of a Big 12 championship. We got our conference rival, KU, coming to town. All the stars are lining up. All we have to do is just take care of business one more week, and we're headed to Dallas. Yeah, I like our chances, man. I'm thinking Big 12 champions. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but. Hey, I think it's was, looking good. Hey, it's definitely looking good for us getting there. But I tell you, it's been a rocky season, Joe, and it has yeah. went by very quickly. We're on our final podcast of the regular season. Yeah. We'll have some postseason action coming up. But we'll do a quick recap of Ref West Virginia, get into this Sunflower Showdown. And then, Joe, we got to talk about the possibilities of uh, Big 12 championship as well. So we got a lot to cover today. Yes, sir. Where do you want to start with this West Virginia game? You know, West Virginia game, uh, a little auspicious game to start. You know, it looks like we're getting ready to just blow them out with a quick touchdown. You know, the nice opening drive. I did like the fact of Chris Kleiman taking the ball. Uh, winning the toss and receiving the ball, going down to get the score, getting some confidence. And then we come right back with a pick six. Look like we're going to blow these guys out. But West Virginia comes back and fights hard. Yeah, I mean, we got out to that 14 nothing lead on that, you know, after that pick six by Sincere Mason. So, I, yeah, I thought the route was on. But, no, West, West Virginia really never went away in the game. Uh, they had their own pick six of their, you know, of Will Howard. 
you know, got in got right back in the game. And K-State could luckily score when we had to to kind of keep the distance from West Virginia. But West Virginia put up some yards right. and some points. They had a receiver, uh, Sam James, at three touchdowns, 102 yards receiving. And he had, I think, 71-yard touchdown pass that he caught. So, yeah, it uh, was kind of uh, nervous there for a while. But the first quarter, what was it, 28 to 19 after one quarter? That's a lot of scoring. Yeah, it was was on pace to be a 100-point game, yeah. Yeah, both teams kind of slowed down there in the third quarter, and I don't think anyone scored in the third quarter. And K State ended up touchdown to uh, Malik Knowles there in the fourth quarter, kind of give them some breathing room. But I think overall, the Cats look pretty good. We've got some questions on defense now. I think with uh, Sincere Mason, they said it's out for the season now which right. is disappointing. He was playing great. So we'll see what happens in that secondary. The secondary's been playing great all year. So I'm a little bit concerned, but I think they'll uh, be fine. Yeah, you talk about you talk a little bit about West Virginia and a couple of my key takeaways from the game, Joe. I never thought that Kansas State was in trouble of losing the game. Uh, we were always a little bit one step ahead. But I do think that Kansas State may have took West Virginia, not for granted, but I think when we got off to the big league, they thought they were just going to go away and kind of lay down, you know, kind of like Oklahoma State did, and we would have gone to a big win. But that team showed some grit. The quarterback Green showed some grit. And we gave up a couple of explosive plays. You mentioned already to James, the receiver got behind us on a couple big plays. Those are some of the things, though, Joe, that we cannot do when we play the TCUs of the world or if we get into a Sugar Bowl possibility and play one of these top SEC schools. We can't have those type of plays because it's hard to try to get into a shootout of some of the teams that play a little better football than us. I mean, that that have more talent. And you can't try to keep step for step. We we were more talented than West Virginia. So we can mm-hmm. play a somewhat subpar game and still win by 17 points. You can't do that against TCU. You're right about that. You know, and that so that was a little bit of my biggest concern. And I know we are missing uh, Kobe Savage. Now we're going to be missing Sincere Mason. There's going to have to be some patchwork done at the safety position. We shouldn't have any issues there. And we've played a lot of people at safety. So yeah. I'm like I'm like you, Joe. I think we'll be okay, but it, it will make a big difference. Because Savage was a very big impact. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Mason, you have another injury. So now you start getting down to the guy that's, in the third spot or so, it could get interesting. Yeah, good. And that's kind of what worries me about the game Saturday more than anything else. We'll get into that, I guess. But yeah, injuries have really hurt this team this year from possibly even being undefeated. Right. Tulane. Correct. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know about that one per se, but there were other problems in that game. But um, 
yeah, injuries have hurt the team. Daniel Green was out, and that really hurt. And when Daniel Green has been playing for this defense, the defense has played well. Right. And I think he's the key piece of a defense. Now, Savage did play well, but I think Daniel Green is the leader. And I think as long as he's out there, I have a good feeling about the defense playing well enough to get get things done. Yeah, yeah. I think I think coming into, I mean, playing a road game, and, and, and when I kind of evaluate uh, K-State, whether it's offensively and defense, you know you're going to get the team's little bit better oomph on the road. It's just, it's just nature uh, of a conference road game. You see what happened to Tennessee going on the road playing a South Carolina team, you know, that's very undermanned, and they come out of the blow and, and wreck their playoff hopes. It's just Morgantown, when you go back at the record, we haven't won there that often. Joe, no, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't win there. We took care of business. We've only won there when the last time, probably 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we played there every other year. So, but we don't win there all the time. So at the end of the day, it's as tough as I'm kind of being a little bit critical of the defense. I didn't like some of the things that I saw. We gave us some yardage. I don't think we tackled particularly well. I, I I just don't think from a motivational standpoint, we attacked the runners and did the things we need to do, like what we did going down to Baylor. Baylor, we hey, we were locked in, and that was a road game to be able to do that. But I do expect the defense to come back this week, Joe, and play lights out. I think they're going to take some – some pride in the effort that, that took place last week. That was a performance that was not up to their standard. The offense basically covered us last week because they were scoring on basically every possession. So, and we got to did get the one turnover on defense. So a touchdown, that was one bright spot. But other than that, I just don't think we tackled well. We attacked well. Our angles wasn't as well on defense. And some of that was to do with West Virginia having some pretty good schemes and playing well. And then a lot of it was just to do with us not being as disciplined and doing the things we need to do that we've seen week in and week out as well. Yeah, and I think West Virginia showed up and wanted to win the game, and I think they were pumped up to win. That Garrett Green had his first start. He came in relief the prior game and played pretty well, so that gave him the start against K-State. So I think the team, their team kind of rallied around him. You know, they, they did play well on offense for sure. You know, our offense pretty much did whatever they wanted to, I thought, for the most part. So I was never really worried in the game. I understand you being critical of the defense. I was too. You never like giving up 71-yard touchdown passes, that's for sure. But I thought overall... It was a really good effort, I, and I was pleased with the team overall, I guess I would say. No, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you because at the end of the day, they did what they needed to do, Joe, and they did still win by 17 points. Yeah, uh, they, they got the road win. They took care of business, and I'm, I'm pleased with them as well because 
at the end of the day, we just needed to come out of there with a W uh, to get it done. You know, back-to-back road games in the Big 12, that's not easy, no matter who's on your schedule. So that's definitely, uh, definitely, definitely excited to get the W. And I believe Joe, this, I believe this year's team set or tied the, the K State record for road victories. They did. Yeah, and they tied. It. Was they it did. the 2012 team and maybe the 98 team? Correct. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so the 2012 team is the year that we won the Big 12. And yeah. then, you know, that 98 team was one of the better teams we ever had as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, that's – so it's hard. It's hard to win on the road. But they got some great work. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of candidates, Joe. I figured you for, would. <laughs> for, Reg, for Reggie's big baller of the week for K-State, we got some candidates. And uh, once again – the list has a little bit on offense, and we have a little bit on defense. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the man who had the keys to the car, Will Howard. He's a candidate. He was 19 of 27. He had 294 yards. He threw two touchdowns. He did throw the pick six. But what I was happy about Joe was the composure and the moxie of him to be settled down, to not get rattled off the pick six. That did scare me when that happened in the game. I was wanted to see mentally how he was going to come back from that. And that alone has showed me a lot of maturity. I'm glad it happened in the game against the West Virginia and not in a Big 12 championship atmosphere, but it did show me that he had a lot of maturity. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better myself, and that's exactly what I commented is it worried me when it happened. I thought, oh, no, here we go. But it didn't phase him at all. He just came right back and, and played well the rest of the game, and that was great to see. And, it, yeah, like you mentioned, the maturity of him. He, he was never rattled, never got nervous, just came right back in and ran the offense. Now, he did throw another pass that could have been picked off <laughs> that wasn't. But that didn't phase him either. He's he's not changing his game based on making those little small mistakes. Now, a pick six isn't a small mistake. It's a big mistake. But um, he, he just kind of came back in and said, all right, put it behind me. Let's move on. And that's exactly what he did. And that was good to see. No, nah, no doubt. So he's definitely a nominee. Will Howard, once again, showed a lot of steady Eddie, uh, pulling the trigger, knew he was going to be the starter, and he held up to his uh, to a great standard. The next one is Malik Knowles, six receptions, 111 yards, a 43-long touchdown. Uh, great work with him. But also, he had three return yards for 98 yards, an average of 32 yards, and a long of 39 yards as well. So he did it in the receiving angle, and he had another almost 100 yards. So he had about 200-something yards, all-purpose yards for Malik Knowles on the day. He just looks better and better every week. He looks like he's about ready to pop one on the kickoff. 
and he made a couple great plays, catch and run on a, on a couple plays to get into the end zone. And this guy's playing some good football right now. I thought he was going to return one for a touchdown on Saturday, but he didn't. And one of the people that I watched the game with remarked, this is the Malik Knowles I've been waiting to see. And oh, yeah. I agreed with them on that for sure. He's Like you said, he's getting better, better and better every game. And this is the potential we, we all saw with him earlier on in his career. And we're not seeing that come to fruition. No, exactly. Well, what I liked, he done it. He caught six passes. But like you say, he was a he's a he's a step or two away from breaking one on the kickoff. And when you can average 32 yards on each return and one for 39 yards, that's putting the offense in great field position starting out. Yeah. Okay. Another one of the potential candidates for Reggie's big baller of the week uh, is our good friend, Ben Sennett, who won it last week. He had another touchdown, only three receptions, but 85 yards in receiving yards. And he had a long of 39, but a very impactful day for him as well, Joe. Yeah, that touchdown pass was just a great catch by him. That's another pass that was close. It could have been defended or maybe even intercepted by the defender. But, um, yeah, Sennett made a great play on that and got the touchdown. And then my other one uh, on the offense side, my last candidate on the offensive side, he didn't quite have 100 yards, but Giddings, 12 carries, 78 yards, a 49-yard touchdown. DJ Giddings is getting better and better as the season goes on. The young freshman is looking like he's going to have a very good, impactful career as a running back at Kansas State. Yeah, for the first time, he outgained New Spawn. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, really coming. I really like him. And you and I have said from the beginning of the season, we wanted to see him on the field more uh, in relief of. And they made a concerted effort. Yep. And they made a concerted effort to do it. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. So those are my offensive candidates. On defense, um, I got to go with my man, Brendan Mott. Three sacks on the game, Joe. Yeah, amazing. Three sacks. Yeah, eight total tackles. Five solo. And then also Daniel Green had seven tackles, three solo. But Brendan Mott, three sacks in a game, Joe. It is making my decision extremely hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to pick my big ball of the week because we've got some extraordinary candidates uh, this week. Well, Mott was well, they, the conference defensive player of the week. Exactly. He, I know he was a Big 12. Congratulations to him. So, hey, I'm a defensive guy, Joe. I love the offense, but I got to go with my good buddy, Mr. Mott, three sacks. On the day, three sacks in a game, along with eight total tackles. Hey, that's the type of football 
you want to play from a defensive standpoint. And he is Reggie's big ball of the week. Mr. Mott, got to get it done. Brendan Mott, the junior from Iowa City, Iowa. Young guys is a, has been working his tail off and had a hell of a game. I'm right with you on that one. He'd be my pick. Yeah, and we had some great offensive performance. It was tough with him and Knowles. But I got to go with Mott with three sacks on the game. Yeah. Uh, this young man is uh, is putting himself in a great position. He's got six sacks on the year right behind Phoenix. Uh, so he's doing very mm-hmm. well on the season. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's it. So Brendan Mott, congratulations. Reggie's big baller of the week. And that kind of wraps us up for West Virginia. Now we get on to the Sunflower Showdown, Joe, against KU. Probably one of the biggest games where these teams come in with a, with a lot on the line, where it was, it, it was a competitive look on paper situation in a long time. But Kansas State's got everything on the line. Very simple. We win, we're in. That's right. The motivation is there. Get the win like TCU in the Big 12 championship game. So there's no lack of motivation for the K-State players and coaches, and there never really should be. <laughs> but there's a there's that little extra motivation for this week, knowing that they can play for a Big 12 championship next week if they win. And that's part no, of the no reason I, I don't think there's any reason not to be pumped up and excited and focused on this game they're get, i think they're gonna get it done even more than normal and you know climbing has done great against ku i realize you know light old is, has them kind of going right now on, on the upward trend but ku has problems on defense especially stopping yeah. the run and that's one of k-state's strengths as a team so i, I don't know how ku's gonna stop the k-state running game and that's gonna spell trouble for them yeah ku they look horrible against texas we didn't do well against texas either either mm-hmm. but ku looked even worse they couldn't stop a nosebleed uh everything that texas did they was able to do uh i, I think ku is going to come out spirited initially but Kansas State at home, I think we'll pound the ball. I think we'll mix in some pass. I think we'll get a little quarterback run game going with with Howard. I just think we have way too many weapons. And then I just think defensively, whether they go with Bean or if they go with Dan, the, the other quarterback, Daniels, I, I think we'll be we'll come back with a more um solid defense performance from last week. The crowd is going to be bananas. It's going to be a late game coming off a holiday weekend. Um, The crowd is, like I said, it's going to be bananas. I just think all the elements for K-State lines up for a very comfortable win. And I I just think we getting KU at the right time. They're losing, you know, five out of the last six games. I think they got out to a great start, but the way they schedule lined up, all their competitive teams were on the back end of their schedule. Mm-hmm. And I just still I still think inevitably 
Last light pole has done a hell of a job at KU. He's put them in a great position to get to be able to go to a bowl game. But I do think they're still behind Kansas State and the talent pool and the coaching. We're still a little bit of step ahead. But KU is coming. They're coming on our heels. Yeah, we'll get into our predictions here in a minute. But I wanted to ask you a question on as a player. Was your preparation or focus any different the week of the KU game? We always heard that Bill Snyder really focused on this game when he was the coach. And I think Kleiman does the same thing, or at least it seems that way, because he's not had a problem with KU at all since he's been the coach. So I wanted to ask you, if, uh, from a player's perspective, if your focus changed at all during KU week. You know, I, I think this game... It's very important for the Kansas players, and there was a lot of Kansas players on our roster. Not saying it was not important for me. Yes, it was important for us as a rivalry, but it was important for us to get the win for the Kansas players Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that they can keep those bragging rights. Yes, we want the bragging rights as well as a team, but I don't think we did anything particularly different that week. But, yes, you can tell the intensity and the ratchet of the focus just across the board was 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 elevated for a rivalry against KU. Because that was one game, no matter what your record was or what your schedule, you know, where you was at, you did not want to lose to KU. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you know, you didn't want to lose. And it, it was a, you know, all the games are important, but it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, we didn't do anything differently that week. But you do have a little bit more conversations with, the, you know, like I said, the in-state players, the Kansas guys that are on your roster, because they know a lot of these players and played against them in high school, et cetera. And you you want to always get the win for them. Yeah, that makes sense. And mm-hmm. you always you always hear about that. You know, it means a lot for the Kansas players. They want to make they want to prove to everybody they made the right choice and where they decided to go to school. <laughs> now you got to understand too. The last time the Kansas Jayhawks won in Manhattan, Kansas, was my freshman year, Joe, nineteen eighty nine. Wow, I didn't realize that, I guess, huh? Bill, yeah, Bill Snyder's first recruiting year when they have when they won in Manhattan. Now they they did BK State a couple years when Mangino had some time and and we lost when we went over there um during my tenure, but not in Manhattan. It's been nineteen eighty nine. Hmm. Since this Kansas has won a game in Manhattan, Kansas. That's a long time ago, Joe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> sure. Well, you got to figure we, we won how many in a row? 13? 14, I think. 2008 yeah. was KU's last win. Maybe 13. Yeah. I got to yeah, do the math. This would be 14, I guess, probably. This would be 14. Yeah, yeah. So we won 13 in a row. So it's. Uh, We've we've taken care of business against KU. So if we don't, I mean, just to put this in perspective, not to put a lot of pressure on Kansas State and, and climbing and the crew, 
this will be a monumental loss <laughs> mm -hmm. if they were to lose this game. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to yeah. think about it. <laughs> right. It would it, it would it would be it would be historic just giving the importance of where it's at leading into a Big 12 championship. Um the streak that we got at home over KU, you know, it, it would be it, it, it would be unbelievable. So I think the players know that. I don't think they'll try to do too much more out out of their character than what they would normally do. I think they'll be laser focused in their preparation uh, in practice today, Wednesday and Thursday um, to get going. I think they'll still take this as one week season at a time, which they've been doing every week. And I think climbing has done a great job of keeping the team focused of 12 one week seasons. And I think they'll go take care of business, but back in their mind, emotionally, trust me, he's, you know, he's got a few Kansas players probably sent in some videos and, and talking to the team and, and there's a little inspiration going you do not want to lose the KU. So what do you think, man? What's your prediction? I'm thinking, as I said, I think it's senior night. I think the emotions will be running high. Uh, I think we'll have to, we'll get off to a pretty good start. We'll have to settle down a little bit, you know, kind of get into our game plan. And uh, I think we'll win the game 38-21. I think we'll win it comfortably. I think Kansas will hang a little bit, but I think we'll we'll pull away and win comfortably. Jalen Daniels played on Saturday, but I think he's still feeling that injury. He was mostly just a pocket passer in the game. So he, you know, there wasn't much to the quarterback running game or scrambling game. So I think KU may stick with K-State for a little bit in the game, but KU's defense is just porous and K-State is going to be able to run the ball at will. I'm thinking something around 41 to 20, something like that. I think three touchdowns. Okay. And and yeah. I've, I never pick K-State to win by that much, but I just have a really good feeling about this one. I don't think in the end, I don't think it's going to be much of a game in the second half. It may be close by halftime, but I think K-State probably pulls away there in the second half and, Wins rather easily. I agree with you. I and like I say, you know, our podcast is believe in K State. We've been believing if yep. they can finish the regular season nine and three, that's one win off from where I thought they would be. Uh, I was hoping ten and two, but if we can get to nine and three and get to a Big Twelve championship, uh, that's a very very. Very good year for the Wildcats. Yeah, I had nine at three, but I am losing the wrong three, I guess. Well, I had them beating TCU at the beginning of the year, and they ended up losing to them. But, yeah, I had them nine at three, so this would uh, make me seem very you, smart. Make you seem, <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, you, you're going to be dead on. You know, you'll be, yeah. you be dead on. We don't matter what the three is. But it does put it in perspective before we close the show out, Joe of how close, if we do go on and beat KU, of where we really could have been, um, particularly in the TCU game, I think if the quarterback situation, Howard doesn't get hurt, I really think that game goes differently. Um, 
Texas, we may have just lost that game legitimately. Mm-hmm. They beat us, but I still think we had some chances in that game. And then Tulane is just really going to be an eyesore that you go back and say, look, you can't take a week off. Right. You know, because we really could have been in a position to be something very special. It's already special. You don't win Big 12 championships all the time. We, yeah. we haven't won one since 2012. So, yeah. and and we've only won two in the history of the Big 12 been in its infancy. And that's always going back to the starter days. So it's, it's, it's not easy to do. No, it's not. And if they do go on to win it, they can, uh, we'll point to ourselves as a good luck charm. We started a podcast and they won the big 12. So we'll take credit for that. We'll take our credit for that one. No, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. It'd be the only, the second time of us, uh, getting in there, getting it done in the history. And uh, it'll be kudos to climbing in that staff. Yeah. So, well, Joe, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you on uh, on Saturday. Uh, yes, sir. Go, Wild, go Wildcats. We'll be able to close it out. We'll have to bring a little bigger coat. It'll probably be a little chilly Saturday night. Yeah, that's what uh, it looks like. Uh, but it don't look like it's going to be unbearably chilly. That's good. Yeah. Like in the 50s, maybe during the day, and then at night it'll get chilly, but that's all right. Football weather, I'm good with it. Definitely football weather. Well, you have a good one, brother. Everyone have a good uh, Thanksgiving, and thanks for all our uh, followers, and thanks, everybody, for liking and sharing the podcast and all the great comments we've been getting, and I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. You too, Reggie. You too. Have a great holiday. All right, man. Brought to you by Ben Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.